Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And my my guest today is going to be a lot of fun because, well, he loves sports as I do, but he has done what I have not, which is coach at an incredibly high level, uh, just known for resurrecting high school basketball teams. And now you're a kick butt realtor and man, you just, you're taking names and, and doing some really cool stuff. And so coach O Michael Oldham, welcome to the show. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you having me looking. Dude, I'm, to I'm, it. I'm, I'm excited to have you because I, I, I want to talk, I want to talk basketball and coaching because you, you know, you know, that, that mindset plays such a massive role in everything that we do. And where I see it rear its ugly head the most is in all the insecurities that pulls out of people when we try to tell them to, to go do video, go do social media. And so I, I, I want to, I, I thought about spending the entire time on this episode, like talking about John Wooden's triangle, bro. <laughs> well, I could uh, most likely talk a long time on that pyramid. That's for sure. But first, but before we get in, I, I want to make sure everybody knows. So give like a 60 second, you know, you give your introduction of yourself before we, we, we officially jump in. Well, my name is Michael Oldham. My, a lot of people know me as Coach O because I've spent about 25 years uh, coaching high school basketball in Texas. Um, originally from Oklahoma, been spent about half my life there, half my life here in Dallas. And, you know, my last three years, I was able to lead uh, McKinney North girls to the Texas State final. Um, and prior to that, you know, I was at Wiley for five years, uh, kind of built that program up and then <laughs> left, went out to Mineral Wells, spent a few years there, um, put my systems in place. I'm a, just a big believer in systems and got them to the playoffs. Then now I am in real estate using systems and yes. uh, having success there. So, so let, let, let's talk basketball systems for a sec. What of the systems that you lay out in high school basketball, what do you think most translate to just us as human beings living our lives? Well, I would say probably my uh, transition because it is a system where I say we're going to run when we can and we're going to be patient when we have to. Mm. And I think that's kind of how we have to do life. Um, I know yeah. that's how we have to do real estate. 
real estate has a season like most things and there's a time to be running and there's a time to be lead generation and there's time to be patient. So, you know, I would say my transition, because like I said, we were always trying to run when we could get easy baskets when we could. Yeah. But when a team uh, decided or figured out they were going to slow us down, obviously in basketball and life, you got to be able to win different ways. Yeah. Well, and I, Coach O, what I love about that, I was I, I was just looking at Twitter before we jumped on here to record this, and uh, a famous lender that I follow, he put up a post that said something like, you know, when I closed my first loan, I didn't know what I was doing. When I spoke in front of people for the first time, I didn't know what I was doing. When I when I did my first content on social media, I didn't know what I was doing. And he said, if you wait until you know, the moment has passed you by. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, and and what I and so as a former basketball player, and I know listeners, you know, y'all just see me as this big guy, but I used to stroke it in high school, and 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 so uh, I got some game. We if you you coach Joe, you remember hoop it up? For sure, for sure. We I won hoop it up twice. Okay, so I, I got I got game right. So. When you force, when when you force your team to learn how to pick up the pace, it forces them to be better faster. Yes. Right? Like you you get better at dribbling when you've now got to push the ball up the floor as opposed to just no no no, slow it down, like walk it up. Right? Yeah. Speeding things up forces us to be better. Yeah. Um because once we speed up, our competition can't play at that pace if it's basketball. Right. Or they just can't compete at the pace you're competing at whatever venture you're in as an entrepreneur. I don't want to just talk real estate all the time. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what I love about athletics and businesses. They're so relatable. So what, what lesson did any one of your teams teach you that you think about the most often? Well, I'm a huge believer in mindset. I see you got that behind you and I'm a, I'm a big believer in the power of the mind. Um, You know, Mo Anderson calls it what we focus on expands. Um, I think it was the movie uh, boiler room where Ben Affleck called it act as if, Yep. So a quick story was <clears throat> would be, I uh, believe it was my 2004 Wiley team. Uh, when I took over there, they had won 12 games the previous two years, so six each season. Wow. Um, in our <laughs> third year, we went 500. In the fourth year <clears throat> that summer, I uh, watched Boiler Room just by chance. It was on in the middle of a summer afternoon and see this act as if uh, part. And we won't go through all of that, but if you haven't seen the clip, it's uh, Ben Affleck is speaking to a group of salesmen and he's telling them to start acting as if, act as if you are the CEO, act as if you're driving that Ferrari outside and soon it will happen. So anyway, I go back 
first to school paint act as if up above the locker room door. So every time the girls went out, act as if. Obviously, couldn't show them the clip uh, from the movie because <laughs> uh, there's some fresh language in there. Yes, but, yes, uh, there is. I, you know, kind of explained the the concept of acting as if, and it didn't yeah. just it doesn't just mean wearing the clothes and carrying the right basketball. It you know to be a district champion, if you're going to act like that, you have to come out every single morning and you have to practice like it. You yep. have to walk out of this locker room every day out into these hallways and you have to act like a champion. And if you'll just start acting like that, it will happen. So about two to three months into this, it's October. Uh, my birthday's in early October. After practice, the girls bring out this um, souvenir basketball case. Uh, the plastic case you put a souvenir yep. basketball in. And it had a little bitty, tiny, little plastic basketball in it. And it had a post-it note that said, act as if. And <clears throat> that day, I knew good things were going to happen. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, good things are relative. <laughs> so a good thing for this program was making it to the playoffs after a long drought. Yeah. Uh, and we were one year longer than I wanted to be. So anyway, this team believed it. They worked at it. They acted as if we weren't district champions, but we made the playoffs, beat a Frisco, undefeated district champion team in the playoffs. And then from that point on, you know, the next two years, I think we were 55 and 19 because once wow. you get over that hump, yeah. then, you know, you just start seeing it. So, well, and, and, for people listening, right. It act as if is, is one way to look at it, right. That's, that's why like people do vision boards and dream boards, right. It's the same premise of putting that, that, you know, ball case with the little, the little tiny ball in there as if we've already accomplished what we've set out to accomplish. I've got uh, a vision board that sits like on my wall, right over my left shoulder. So that throughout the day, I remind myself of what am I fighting for, right? Because every day, a million different things and people want our attention. And so if we aren't crystal clear on what we're here to accomplish, you'll be real busy, right? And I've been a part of a lot of busy practices. <laughs> I'm sweating at the end. I'm, I'm ready to throw up. But if you look back on it, I don't know what we actually accomplished other than we just ran in circles for a really long time. Exactly. So that intentionality, man, is, is huge. There has to be, uh, <laughs> as a coach, as a player, you have to be intentional. Um, if I were to show you some of my practice plans, it'd probably be easy to see why why my teams were had some success there's a lot of organization in it there was a lot of thought went into you know what drills were being done and why they were you know why they were being done and you know when i one of the things i really like to hear is sometimes uh, when i'm hanging out with my assistant he'll talk he'll talk about you remember how many times we took two dribbles and threw it over the top and scored a layup and I, you know, I'm like, yeah, coach. And he was like, you know, we worked on that nearly every day in one form or fashion, you know, yeah. it wasn't the same drill, but it's just for the proof that things you work on, you're going to get better at. And 
you know, the difference in business and coaching is what you work on. What was it that that season with Wiley where y'all made it to the playoffs, you beat the, the undefeated team out of Frisco on paper, they were supposed to probably beat you guys pretty handily. Yes. So what was the difference that night that allowed your girls to rise to the top? Well, I'm a big believer in not playing your biggest game or being in your biggest moment at the biggest moment. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I preach all the time. uh, Success never rests. Um, That is basically be your best in every single moment, whether that's brushing your teeth in the morning or finishing up your routine before you go to bed. Be your best at it. It might just be your routine on Tuesday night that you're got to be your best at the next morning. You might have to be your best in your health for some reason, God forbid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I always, well, I won't say I always, I learned, um, I, this actually the season that we did this in, um, I took it a little easy on my girls, uh, in the preseason and we went into district 13 and one. Mm. And we went seven and seven in district and had to win a play in game in order to even make the playoffs. So my answer to your question is we had already played that playoff game against Frisco three nights or three games before that. We had been there. They hadn't. Mm. And so from that point on, I started scheduling the best teams I could schedule in the preseason. You know, in Mineral Wells, we were, I mean, I think we ended the season maybe 15 and 17, <laughs> but, but we made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, because we played the Fort Worth Dunbars, the Brocks, uh, mm-hmm. all the teams that are known around the state as great programs. So um, to answer that question, I guess would be, you know, don't let your biggest moment, don't let that be the first time you've been in it. Yeah. Um, Try to be in that moment when it doesn't mean so much. Yeah. Good. Uh, A lot of that, you know, comes from what's, you know, behind me here, this consistency as something else I preach is, you know, the day is going to come when winter will ask, what were you doing in the off season? And winter for basketball is the season, but if you fall ill with your health, that's winter. If yeah. your finances drop, that's winter. Um, yep. What were you doing during the good times to prepare yourself? So let's talk consistency because video, which I love to talk about, <laughs> has has not come easy to you. You You haven't enjoyed it. You know, uh, hopefully you're enjoying it more a little bit now, but, but talk about like, I, I want to hear you kind of tell the story first of like, why, you know, you, you'd already been a successful realtor, right? It's not like you literally were like, holy crap, we can't pay our mortgage. I better th- start doing some videos, you know? So why in the first place, did you even make a decision that video needed to become an important, an important part of your strategy. Uh, there will be two things I would point to. Um, first would be a class I attended 
shortly after COVID was over, um, back when we were getting back into real life uh, yeah. meetings and things. Uh, it was John Israel was the speaker, and he talks about becoming irreplaceable. Mm. And he talked about 88% of real estate agents and about 98% of mortgage lenders will be obsolete in 15 years. Wow. According to an Oxford University study about how technology is looking to replace you know, anything and everything. They're going right. to replace the easiest things first. Obviously, some people think mortgage and real estate's easy. I know neither of them are. Yeah. But so that was one thing um, because the other stat in that study is two to three percent of coaches, trainers, educators will ever be replaced by technology. Mm. I was an educator for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> so that was in my wheelhouse. Two, Scott Galloway, a professor from, I believe it's NYU, speaks a lot on economics, wrote a book, I believe it's called post-corona, post-pandemic, something along those lines, talking about the economics of <laughs> post-corona and how our economy could change. And um, he teaches, <laughs> I've He's one of the best professors in the country, if not the world, you know, if you could just get yeah. in his class, but not everybody can get in a class at NYU. His point was now anybody in the world that wants to be educated by Scott Galloway can, and it's normal now. Yeah, um, I can teach 250,000 students a semester where last semester I could only teach the 70 that fit in my classroom at NYU. Right. So those two things, well, and I guess the third just being that video is now our medium of communication uh, on yeah. social media and those things. So I guess the convergence of those three, uh, you know, ahas for me yeah. made me say, Michael's got 25 years of coaching and teaching experience. Only two to 3% of these people are going to be replaced. Um, 98 or 88% of the real estate people are going to be replaced. So I need to probably be starting to be that advisor to those real estate uh, community. And Absolutely. Obviously also, you know, I'm, I just, I like to give, give, give. So yeah. I don't want to see agents, struggle because 88% of us drop out in two years and it's not necessary Oof. because we all, we all have the, the ability to be successful at this in the palm of our hands, literally. <laughs> well, and this is a great time to just break and, and tell people every Tuesday you committed to the entire year, every Tuesday, you are creating educational opportunities for realtors and, and is that what we call that North Frisco? Is that what we would call it? No, we'd call it prosper. <laughs> okay. So it's prosper. Yeah, it's in, right. Yeah, so it's so in prosper, if you're in DFW watching or listening to this podcast, hook up with, with Michael, because every Tuesday is a new opportunity for you to learn and grow and create a new craft increase your tool belt so that as AI, as technology says, realtors, we're going to replace these guys. 
you have to become irreplaceable. I love that. Yeah. And so what time, what time is that on, on Tuesdays? So our Tuesday lunch and learn is at the Caddo office reimagined and prosper right off of Preston from noon to one. And like uh, Kyle said, we, I uh, spoke on branding today and how to drill down on your individual brand. That's something I'm very big on right now is Heck yeah. you know, nobody cares about the big brand. It's all personal branding and yep. we've got to pay close attention to it. Uh, next week, we've got uh, an investment group speaking to us about how to tap into the investors, which are the people that are buying right now um, when lots of other people aren't yeah. buying. Yep. Uh, so it's, you know, that is an opportunity for agents to increase their volume this year when the normal buyer in your database is scared to buy. The people with money in your database are buying. Right. Um, and if they're not, they need you to be advising them that they probably should be. So anyway, yep. that's that's going to be next Tuesday. Josiah McDaniel, a lot of people would know that name. Um, very well known in the North Texas area for, you know, his well, dad. and actually, by the time this airs, that will have already happened, <laughs> already but it doesn't happen. matter it doesn't because matter. every Tuesday for the whole year, yeah. you guys will be there. And I got, I have a slight bone to pick with myself because I've been watching your photos and without a doubt, your worst week was the week that I spoke. <laughs> no, that no. was your lowest attended. Like the room has no. been packed every week. I'm like, man, nobody <laughs> no. wanted to come out when I spoke. No, it it's uh we've been having good crowds man it's it's um it's encouraging that people are hungry uh for information yeah uh, and it's encouraging that agents are starting to understand <laughs> what's happening with technology yeah. and so uh, i'm so, just glad to be able to offer it and and i'm glad that you do too and and you do it cuz you love people you're a great coach you're an educator you're a motivator and so put your coaching hat on because I do believe that sometimes the reason like social media can get become the least attended class is because most people know now, like social media is not new. Video is not new. Doing TikToks and reels is not new. And so now we've come to a place where if you're not doing it, it's because you're choosing to bury your head in the sand and take action of inaction right? Inaction is still, still in action. And so put your coaching hat on. What would you say to the people listening that are still just dragging their feet when it comes to branding, social media, being in front of the camera? Well, I mean, I just have to say, take a look around. I mean, it's um, my 78 year old father, you know, is on social media and yeah. Um, we just can't fear change. Like changes, it's not always bad. It's generally good. <laughs> um, and people aren't going to be replaced by technology. Just new jobs are going to be created. They're going to be in different forms and things. So, you know, as a coach, you know, you don't get better at things you don't do, right? And uh, you know this because you've been telling me, Michael, you got to, you know, do more and do more and do more. Yeah. And so um, I think we have to start looking at it that, you know, all the magic happens outside of the box. And so if we're comfortable 
uh, we're a not getting better yeah. and B we're not going to win whatever winning is to you <laughs> um, or whatever success is to you. You're not going to see it um, inside your box. So yeah. I, as a coach, I would say, get outside your box, get outside where you're comfortable and, when you get outside that box, look around because there's going to be a lot of other people out there. Um, I love that. Okay. Last two things. One, I just want it to be on public record that when your book is finished, there will be a second episode with Coach O (laughs) because we're going to talk about your book. Uh, When the book is finished, for sure. All right. So, guys, he's writing a book, and I'll tell you this, coaches write good books because coaches have to get incredible at making the hard simple. And so any book I've ever read from a coach has always been very applicable because you guys for decades have had to craft that message in a way that your players can understand. All right. So you're writing it. It's going to change people's lives. Get your butt in gear. Keep going. For sure. Okay? But then the, the second thing that I wanted to, I, w- I want to kind of wrap on as we, as we wrap this up, dude, so many people, we were talking about this at your house the other day. If we said John Wooden yeah. in a room of a thousand people of just random people, not necessarily sports fans, right? He has been gone for so long now that there are so many people that go, who, wait, who I should know that, but like, who is that? And so tell everybody who John Wooden is. And then will you, will you break down like your favorite spot of the 15 on his pyramid? So, you know, John Wooden famous, basketball coach led UCLA to 10 or 11 straight national titles. I believe coach Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, very no nonsense coach. Um, And, you know, he, he talked about his pyramid of success, which is, you know, 16 bricks and blocks, which I was telling you, uh, a pyramid doesn't seem to attract it to me because it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like to look at it more like the funnel um, <clears throat> because I don't think you necessarily have to have all 16 of those things built to start having some success. Right. But anyway, um, the block I most like and most believe in is the enthusiasm block, which is... come on. The, the bottom cornerstone of the pyramid. And when you think about it, you know, it's been said a lot of different ways by a lot of different people, but you know, nothing is going to be accomplished without enthusiasm, without passion. Yeah. So if you don't have the enthusiasm or the passion, it's probably not the thing for you, you know, and I used to tell my, some basketball, but not all my basketball players, but I used to tell kids all the time, like maybe this just isn't for you. You know, maybe doing something else, you'll be more enthusiastic about it and you'll be better at it because I just don't see the enthusiasm out of you that I'm seeing out of the others. 
you know, and yep. sometimes I have to look at my own self sometimes and what I'm doing. And, you know, did, do I have the enthusiasm, enough enthusiasm to do this? Am I this passionate about it? And, and I, you know, I usually find I am whatever I do. I'm pretty passionate about it. So, well, and I just saw you, I, th- I think it might've been yesterday. I was at the airport traveling, maybe it was the day before and you had done kind of a fun home tour type video you know, and you're making faces and just being full of energy and that that's just attractive to people. Yeah. Right. Like nobody asks a table of sulking people at a coffee shop. Like what, what, you know, what are y'all doing over there? That looks so fun. Right. But, but when, when you got a group full of people laughing and having fun and, and all that, then, you know, it, it's totally different. People are like, what are y'all, what are y'all laughing about? What are y'all doing over there? Right. Like they want to know what's going on because yeah. of the energy present. And, and so it's so powerful in what we're trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, I think enthusiasm, like you said, is the greatest attractor. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I am, I am an EXP agent and I'm looking to build a, a team around the world of exp agents and i know i'm not going to do that without enthusiasm and without passion because who wants to you know i always you know before the term influencer ever came out (laughs) you know i used to like to say i i'm an influencer because i could i I mean i could influence kids to play basketball a way that like you know, I yep. can get kids to play ba- basketball the way they did in the 80s and 90s. And it's, you know, it's not always fun, but it's generally successful. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to influence them to do that. Right. And now an influencer comes with some negative connotation, kind of. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. Social media so, is very much perverted that yeah. word. So, you know, um, I don't want to be a recruiter. I want to be an attractor. And so... Yeah. You know, you don't attract without enthusiasm. Uh, so good, man. So, Mike, how do how do people get a hold of you? Connect with you, find out info on your Tuesday, you know, workshops that you're doing, all that good stuff. Well, I'll have to send you some links, most likely. But I'm on Instagram at Success Never Rest. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Coach Oldham. Uh, YouTube channel is at Success Never Rest. And you can just reach out to me at two one four. Come on, six one six seven zero six three. Woo! Come on, it's two thousand twenty three, and we're giving out phone numbers on the podcast. <laughs> just shoot me out a text. I'll probably get back to you. So you 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 send me any other links you want, and we'll put them in the show notes for people. I will certainly do it. I certainly do it, man. I appreciate you for for coming on and dropping your knowledge on us. Well, I don't know how much knowledge I dropped, but I, I enjoy sharing what, what I do. do it was have. plenty. Um, so now I go get that book to, done. Well, I'm going to get the book done. And when yours drops here in a couple of weeks, you're going to come over and we're going to do another uh, podcast on your book. That's right. Let's go. Guys, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. We know you're busy. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.